Yo. You, you, you are now listening to the smoking section. Oh, yeah. Or you'll find hot topics. And fire conversations. Keep it locked. You hear me? What is up, you crazy motherfuckers that I love so much? Listen, I want to take a quick second and tell you how much I love you guys. Yeah, um, I know, uh, I've gotten some, uh, I've gotten some backlash here recently for a couple podcasts, and, um, people have reached out and, um, shown their support to me, and I think it's wild because, uh, I'm a nobody, right, and it, and it leads me to what I want to talk about today, but, um, you know, for anybody who's a content creator, right, or if you're looking to you know, start a podcast or make music or whatever. Yes, your critics are important. They teach you what to improve, right? But you can't take their words to heart, right? Because they're speaking from places that don't quite understand what your goal is. I don't think anybody who's a content creator, um, you know, podcaster, whatever, vlogger, I don't think anybody does it to be malicious, right? They're either trying to be funny or cute or whatever, but I don't think anyone is purposely malicious. Of course, there is people out there spreading hate and blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that, but I think there's far fewer of them than people really realize. Um, just the ones that are, are out there, are um, they stick out so much, and that's why there seems like there's so many, because they just stick out like sore thumbs. They don't really belong you know, and when somebody, when you see somebody who sticks out in the crowd, they fucking stick out pretty hard. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about Joe Rogan. Yeah, uh, everybody knows I love Joe Rogan. Everybody knows that I really look up to him, not only as a podcaster, but, you know, I watched Fear Factor growing up. And uh, I watched, you know, I, I've watched all the UFCs. You know, I've watched so many, well, I won't say all the UFCs, but I've watched so many UFCs and his comedy and, and all this stuff, you know what I mean? Um, I listen to his podcast very frequently, uh, not as much recently, um, but especially when he has comedians on the show, I love to listen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think he's fucking funny. Uh, I think he's, uh, I think he's a very unique character in, uh, in many sense. Um, but then he's also an average Joe, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, which is fitting for him. Uh, he's he's definitely like another dude that I can definitely relate with. Um, but again, uh, if you guys don't know, Joe Rogan is a uh, sports commentator for the UFC. He's a comedian. Um, he made it really big on Fear Factor. And there's a couple of other stuff, like sitcom stuff that he did in like little movies. Um, but he's most famous for his podcast, the JRE, which is the Joe Rogan experience, um, recently, which has came under a lot of backlash, right? And for people who don't know, the Joe Rogan experience is probably the world's premier podcast. Like, I don't know a podcast bigger. Um, its numbers now are hot, like higher than any other media outlet. So we're talking CNN, Fox News, all your traditional, and this is America. I could definitely say this for America. I don't know what the numbers are like for other global entities out there, but in America, he is bigger than all of our legacy um, news broadcastings. Yeah, and we're talking about a dude who smokes pot and eats mushrooms on a podcast, right? So he is, there's something he's doing that's going right, but it's so strange to think that it's just this dude, 
you know, this bald headed guy who's like 40 some, like 40 some years old, just chilling, you know, <laughs> um, uh, recently he's came under a, a lot of backlash. Uh, he, if you ever listen to his show, right, it is almost Howard Stern-esque, but not as raunchy, right? But you get a lot of really raw conversation and you get people really voicing their opinions on there, right? Like Howard Stern was always known for its dramatic flair. Yeah. Um, where Joe Rogan, yeah, you get people on there saying some wild shit, uh, but you also get very um, unique point of views too, because these are like three hour long like conversations, right? So where people nowadays are, you know, like Instagram, not Instagram, but um, TikTok, excuse me, uh, TikTok has like a seven second algorithm hack, right? That's going around. Um, and that's so crazy to me because here we are in a day and age where people are taking seven seconds out of their life and making something out of it, which is great, right? Which is awesome. Like they're getting hundreds and thousands of views to their profile, an, an average person like like me or you, you know what I mean? Um, but in hindsight, and the flip side of that is, is that's kind of dangerous when you're using seven seconds to describe and summarize a three hour conversation, right? Um, because there's just no other context to it, right? Um, so I'll start off with this is Joe Rogan, um, had started to, um, people who know him, he's also a jujitsu freak, right? He loves jujitsu, um, fought, uh, if I remember is either in Taekwondo or it's jujitsu, but I know he was a fighter back in the day. Um, he does practice jujitsu now, jujitsu now, and is a part of like the Gracie lineage. Um, and he uh he's a fitness freak right so he's going to tell you to get up and go get after it and you know make sure you eat all your vegetables and vitamins and blah 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 um now this is where i am very different than a lot of people right and this is where i need to make myself very clear um as much as i love joe and i think that a lot of the stuff that he does and says is correct right or 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 you know worthy of experimenting with I don't take everything he says for law, right? So he's the type of guy to tell you to go get after it, you know, go get in the sauna if you feel sick and work out even when your body tells you to 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 take a day off, right? Like a Jocko Willinks or a David Goggins type, right? Um, I'm not that guy. I'm going to tell you to take a day off. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, hey, man, you know, just go, uh, you know, go, go lay down, you know what I mean? Or, oh, go, go relax. Yeah. Um, but this, this really started for him around, uh, the beginning of the pandemic, right? And, uh, during the beginning of the pandemic, he, uh, he went as far as to, to really, ex I don't want to say expose, but shine a light, right? On what was happening in California. Um, and then shortly after the pandemic started, he moved to Texas. Texas, as people may know, is a more conservative state than California and didn't um, exercise certain um, certain powers, uh, state powers like California did, um, which is okay, 
right? Like either side of the coin is is fine with me. I use the powers that you that you must. Um, but in his explaining of this distaste, more people kind of began to chime in with him. Um, a lot of comedians and other people started moving out of California, and Californians now are also noticing a huge exodus. Um, other states, surrounding states, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, um, Utah, Oregon, are all getting waves and waves of Californians moving there. Uh, like they're now starting to call Austin uh, Little Los Angeles. Um, and this, you know, gets people talking, right? And he hangs out with people like Ben Shapiro and he hangs out with people like, you know, what are some other controversies he hangs out with? I mean, he hangs out with some right-wing heads, and so people began to call him a Trump supporter, right? Even though he has openly spoke against, I don't want to say spoke against Donald Trump, but he spoke on how dangerous Donald Trump really was because of the power that he seized while, while president of the United States. Um, funny enough, Though, as this thing continued to roll on, um, Joe became more and more vocal about his stance against COVID, right? Uh, and, well, I don't want to say the stance against COVID as far as the COVID restrictions being placed upon citizens throughout the United States, which I think is very relatable. And I think a lot of people could either agree, disagree, or agree to disagree with him, right? Not, not a far out you know, far out conversation to have with somebody. Um, now, this is where shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan when Joe Rogan himself caught COVID. Um, he caught COVID, uh, he contracted COVID, and, uh, you know, afterwards, he made a video, um, and I think he posted it either on his Twitter or his Instagram, or possibly even both. Um, and he was talking about the treatments he was doing, you know, using ivermectin and monoclonal antibodies. And I think he said something like Z-Packs and all this shit, right? Um, and then after, after the, after he passed the virus, he spoke about his experience, you know, very openly. Um, <laughs> and that's when shit got hairy. That's when shit got hairy for my man. Um, CNN decided to do a segment on him. Hold on, I'm going to rip my pen real quick. CNN decided to do a reporting on him and, uh, like, edited the colors, made him look all gray and and frail and sickly, and it was really ugly, right? Um, it was really ugly, and shortly after that reporting came out, Joe Rogan decided to host Dr. Sanjay Gupta on his show. And the, and the conversation was a bit hairy, and Gupta, as people may know, is a practicing neurosurgeon and is a multiple award-winning, uh, Emmy award-winning at that, uh, chief medical correspondent for CNN, right? Dr. Sanjay Gupta is also credited with an op-ed on uh, the date is March 9th, 2020, I looked that up, uh, that announced CNN would refer to COVID-19 as a pandemic, right? And that whole op-ed and that whole thing was done ahead of both the CDC and the WHO. So this guy was the guy who said COVID-19 is a pandemic. He was the first person to refer that, to refer to it as that, uh, definitely for American media, 
Um, and that's before the CDC and the WHO actually put that out there for us, right? Again, I won't speak on the rest of the world. I don't know exactly who said what when, but when you look up, uh, look it up on CNN.com, look on Dr. Sanjay Gupta's bi uh, biography, it's right there. It's like in the second paragraph, um, which to me is a little crazy. Um, so Dr. Sanjay and Joe having this conversations and they're they're having this conversation and you can kind of see the holes in, in some of the reporting and some of the you know m misinformation right that was being that was being displayed um on behalf of cnn in this uh, media network um that got shit super crazy right after that cnn labeled joe rogan public enemy number one uh you know, people are listening to Joe Rogan, how, you know, censorship and like people literally news broadcasters saying should Spotify censor Joe Rogan because during Joe's move to uh, Texas, he took like a multi hundred million dollar uh, a deal from Spotify. I, I want to say it was a over a hundred million dollars. Can't remember. Give it a goog. Um, <laughs> so people back, want to back channel Spotify and say, you need to censor Joe Rogan. My only other guess is that they've already had their attempts, whether they threw money at them or threats or whatever, they've already tried, they can't do it. So now they're going to the big dogs, right? They're going to the boss man. Um, and shop and not Shopify, but Spotify <laughs> is uh, refusing to do so, Right. Um, so now the ball continues to roll, uh, time after all of this, right now we're talking about a few months, a few months after, um, Joe had an Australian political satirist, uh, his name was, uh, 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 Josh Zepps, right? Uh, and they were having a, a decent debate, right? And this dude stumped him pretty hard, right? Over, um, over like a certain a certain reaction to COVID and the vaccines. It's called. Uh, it's got something to do with the heart, right? Um, I, I, God, I wish I would have wrote this down. But pretty much, people have been having heart attacks as an adverse reaction to vaccines, also as well as contracting COVID. And so there's like this thing of like, so is it better to take the vaccine because of this effect and blah, blah, blah. Um, well, Mr. Zepps actually stumped Joe during this and pulled up a report, was able to pull up a reporting to show that um, numbers at that point in time, you know, for COVID was actually lower with, or I don't want to say for COVID, but for the vaccine that at this point was lower and that it was safer to take the vaccine in in cases in cases regarding this heart issue right i am not a pro i am not an anti-vaxxer again i believe that you should do whatever the fuck you want i don't care not my business right <laughs> uh, your body your choice um and that's when cnn with hold on before i get back to CNN and the news outlets. Joe went on Twitter and publicly said, yo, this dude just made me look like an idiot during this debate. 
um, and went as far as to say, like, next time, you know, when I decide to have a debate on this topic, I will do more research and be a little bit more prepared, which I love. I love. One of the reasons why I love his channel, one of the reasons why I support him, one of the reasons why I do what I do as well, um, is because of this style of of humanity that he that he shows. He allows himself to be wrong. He allows himself the space to be corrected. Um, and anybody who's done sports, martial arts, um, or who who or who understands learning. One thing in dance is is there's good dancers and there's good learners, right? And and sometimes you have people who are both, which make them very good. And sometimes people don't know how to learn, right? Because they have this necessity to be right or a need to prove, right? Um, and for some people, right, their necessi- necessity, a necessity to prove isn't to like, haha, somebody else, but it's only to improve themselves. They need to prove so they can improve, right? But not to shun or maim. And, um, for me, this is why I enjoy podcasts, right? And this is why I enjoy talking with people. I don't have a problem with being wrong. I have I have a love and a desire for knowledge. I have a desire for wisdom and to be able to be enlightened on certain things. I mean, for fucking piss sake, man, I'm a Freemason. <laughs> We're all about enlightenment. You know what I mean? Um, and, and learning. You know, I have a passion. I'm passionately curious, like Albert Einstein had once said. Uh, you know, if I can, if I may quote the goat. Um, but after, so after this reporting, um, or not after this reporting, but after that post and the tweet took off, uh, CNN and Fox and and NBC and CNN, all, all you know, all the all the networks dug in. They dug in. And they dug in so as far as to say that he should be taken off of Spotify. Um, Other artists got behind that movement and uh, actually started taking their own music off the platform, quote unquote. Um, And I'm here to tell you people something about this right now. Right. Let me tell you something. Unless they own their masters, they they didn't take shit off that platform. The record label did. The owners of their masters did, right? They don't own their own music. There's a very select few artists, bands, and groups that actually own their own masters who have the power to where they distribute their music. The distribution companies have control of that. Feel me? So uh, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. I might look stupid, but I ain't stupid, right? So we talk about, you know, the we're talking about the censorship process, right? So now we're diving into censorship where they are pushing and pushing. Like Joe Biden now has went as far as to tell uh, Spotify to censor Joe Rogan. And thankfully, thankfully, Spotify is standing beside him, right? Standing beside Joe Rogan. And again, I'm not like some Joe loyalist. Right? I'm not like he's God type person, but I am the type, I am the type to say we shouldn't silence any man 
right? He's not saying to go out and kill somebody, right? He's not a Charles Manson. But he's offering argument, right? He's offering debate. Now, he also had people like Dr. Malone who has certain patents and, and, and I guess, uh, a creator, creative um, ownership of some of the technologies that developed the, the COVID-19 vaccine and the mRNA technology. And, you know, they had, he had him on the show, right? But they never posted clips of that. So this is where I want to kind of put everything together. You can have him on the show and they don't post a clip of that, right? Because the next part is a part I don't want to talk too much about, but it's important. But I want to, I want to make sure I make a big point on this is, is they broadcast the times he was wrong, but they never broadcast the times he was right, right? And that sounds a lot like what they've done with a lot of other presidents. And it sounds like what they've done with a lot of other influential celebrities, the Michael Jacksons and the Tupacs and the Biggies and these people, right? The Ice Cubes, right? All of these people, the Madonnas, so on and so forth, right? The LeBron James, the Michael Jordans, right? They broadcast, they don't broadcast when he has people come in and talking about, you know, UFO spot sightings, or when he brings people on and talks about, you know, hey guys, you know, America's a great country. This is what's happening in other countries. They don't broadcast that. They, the mainstream media wants you to believe that America is a crumbling shithole and the people at top are the only ones that can save us. That our loyalty to them will provide us safety in our country. Um, which is wrong, right? So they broadcast the times when he was wrong, but they never broadcast the times he was correct. Which is fucked up because Joe Rogan doesn't go on there and post these clips of, oh, see, I was right. Oh, see, I was right. Oh, see, I was right. He doesn't do that. There's been times, sure, right? But is he calling for the censorship of Dr. Sanjay Gupta? Is he calling for the censorship of Tucker Carlson? Is he calling for their censorship? No. No. He's just saying, hey, be fair. Anytime he has said something about it, it's always been this. This is that their political bias is very clear and is very out in the open. In that it's disturbing, right, how abundantly, abundantly clear they are making it that they have a political leaning, right, which we all know, Every, that's, that's something we all know, right, so they call them a conspiracy theorist, it's like, dude, we all know this shit, right, people called, called me a conspiracy theorist when I was telling them the same shit Eric Snowden was saying three years before, right, so now we hit the whole, you know, he was wrong about the vaccines bullshit, right? Joe Rogan is still rolling. And now they're painting him out as a racist, right? And if anybody knows, 
if anybody knows desperation, they know this. You will swipe at anything. You, I call it the pulling the straws out of a hat, right? Because now you're just looking for one. You're just looking. You're just shooting. They're just shooting into the dark. They're using anything and everything they can now. Next thing, they're going to call him transphobic. Next thing, they're going to say that he's this or that he's that. Or because he shook hands with one dude that shook hands with another dude that shook hands with another dude that shook hands with a racist. That that's, oh, yep, he's racist to you. He's got to be, right? And even then, right, why would they call him racist? Well, he's had some episodes Yes, on his show, where he dropped the N-bomb, right? Um, I <laughs> I have used that word way more than I guess I should have, right? But I grew up in an area and in a time where it was socially acceptable for me to do so. Um, here recently, I have definitely tried hard to take that word out of my vocabulary, and I'm doing my best now, right? But uh, if you would pull up a MySpace of mine or early Facebook or early Twitter, you'll find that word all over the place. Um, and so he made jokes and this and that and referenced certain things and blah, blah, blah. There was one joke. Uh, yes, a little racy, a little racisty, right? <laughs> it's like, whoa, dude. Um, and he apologized for that. And again... Again, this goes back to my last point, and I don't care about the racist topic. I think it's fucking stupid. Um, and again, we can have that conversation another time if somebody really wants to get angry with me about it. But it's it's sad that a man who, with no intention of his own, became so popular that people listen to him religiously. I listen to him almost every day. Right, I'll go to old ass podcast and re re listen to them because they're funny as fuck, right? And it baffles it baffles me to think that this one man has got them so tickled, right? To think that to think that now you are resorting to calling him a racist because you can't find another way to turn people against him for jokes and statements that he made mid conversation, right? Like I was saying in the beginning, a second seven clip of a three hour conversation that he had 10 years ago, probably drunk blitzed and probably on some other drugs, right? I've taken so many fucking drugs. I didn't know where I was standing at. <laughs> I like, I forgot my name. So, do you really think I'm a care about what he had to say 10 years ago? You know, sure. Should people be saying that word? No, sure. I'll give you that. Should, I don't think anybody should say the word, right? Like if you really want that word to be taken out of conversation, say it in a room where nobody can hear you, right? And that's in a room with nobody at all. Right. So because if you're saying it in a room where nobody can hear you, that means there's nobody in there. You know what I'm saying? So say it to nobody at all. Right. 
Uh, I know that's a hot topic, but that's just my belief, right? I don't believe it should be used at all, right? But if if he hasn't hurt anybody while using that word, if he hasn't stopped anybody from using who that word is in reference to, right? Like, let's just say he said, um, kike. Yeah, I said it. One of his best friends are Jewish, right? Ari Shafir, who he's had on a show multiple times, is Jewish. Ben Shapiro, who's one of his friends, is Jewish, right? I believe Lex Friedman is Jewish. Don't quote me. Um, so he's had Jewish people on a show and who he also calls his friends, right? Um, if, if he ever said like, like, you know, redskin or savage, right? He's had Native Americans on the show. He had, he had, uh, he, God, what is the woman's name? But she was like head of the NIA. Right? In, in a, NIAC, National, NAI, Native American Indian uh, Council, Commission, Council. Yeah, my dad used to work for them too. I can't remember the C right now because I'm blitz. But, so like a very influential woman, Right? in the Native American community. Like, if he ever said these words, then why, like, if he meant it, why would he have somebody like Brian Simpson on who helped, con a black man, who helped convert KKK members to leave the Klan? You get what I'm saying? Like, people get so caught up in these trigger words, right? These key words. And it's, it's wild because it's like, you guys, you guys got to stop. You got to stop, right? This, it's, it started years ago, right? And I believe it was definitely during the dawn of social medias, right? Of the MySpace days, um, I don't think we're as bad, but as you started transitioning into the Facebook era and Twitter era and like the follow that follow button, you know what I mean? It was like, it became echo chambers and it was echo chambers. You only hung out with people and talked to people and fucked with people who had the exact same ideas as you and beliefs. And then that turned into like social, I won't say civil rights activists. I'll say social justice warriors, because there's a difference. There's a difference in that. It turned into social justice warriors, right? And all the fucking kite flying those motherfuckers do, right? And it's hard, it's hard to have any kind of real debate, because the moment you begin to really press them on our, their ideas, Boom, immediately, you're, you're homophobic, transphobic, racist, uh, you know, bigot, all these things. Block you. I'm going to block you, right? That was the beginning of our censorship, especially here in America, was block. Get them blocked. Getting kicked off, right? They shouldn't be allowed. They shouldn't be allowed. It's like, whoa, whoa, 
whoa, we're creating conversation, right? And my thing is, is if our debate, if we are having friendly, engaged conversation and debate, and if you now have to result into insult because of my ideology, like, aren't you the oppressor now? Right? Like, you're the oppressor now. Because if I'm not hurting you, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not an insult to your mind or body or soul, then what does my opinion have to do with anything you're doing? Right? Like, why should you now have to insult me? Right? Like, if I'm not insulting you, right? Like, it's one thing to say, hey, don't call me that. And they continue to call you that. Right? That's one thing. But if it's, I said this in conversation, or you saw it on a post from eight years ago, and then I go to explain, you might not have to accept what I did, you know, as okay, but just understand, right? Um, it's like, it's like your first high school breakup, right? First heartbreak. You get over it. You get over it. Does it, did it hurt that they did it to you? Sure. Did it hurt that they acted that way? Sure. Do you get over it? Yeah. Right? Uh, we do it all the time, Right? And I just think it's funny that, you know, the, I see people all the time. Oh, you know, he said this and he said that. It's like, listen, dude, your boyfriend calls you a bitch and a stupid whore on a regular basis. Let's not get into what people should and shouldn't be saying and being so like flabbergasted by when they say something crazy. Um, but did he say some shit that was wild? Yeah. Did he apologize? Yes. Do I accept his apology? It's not mine to accept. Um, you know, I don't identify as that. That that word has no identification with me, right? Um, I don't believe in the word. I, I, I won't say it because I promised one of my friends I would no longer use that word. Um, and I only said those other slurs to get people's attention, right? Um, but I don't, I choose not to use any of those words. Um, I don't allow people to call me chief. I do not allow people to call me a savage. Um, uh, 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 I, you know, so I get it. I, I get it. I do. I understand where it hurts, right. And where people want to be respected, right. But I'm not going to stop being a friend with somebody. If they say, damn, did you see what he did? That was savage. Like, I don't really care. Right. Um, but if you dressed up as Pocahontas and said, look, I'm a savage, I'm going to have a I'm a, I'm going to need to have a talk with you, bro. Right. Could I still let it go? Sure, I could. Right. But you see what I'm saying? Like that, I feel, is the proper discourse that we need to have instead of just saying censor, cut them off. You know. It's how we improve is by running around in this thing, stumbling through and making mistakes. And anybody who can't see that, I feel like you're just stuck in that echo chamber. And it's surprisingly people who I know who've hung out with the same five friends that they've had since elementary school, which is cool. It's great. You know, it's good to have loyalty amongst your peers, but 
I just feel like when you go and see more of the world and you experience more people from different corners of that world. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of being able to travel all over the U.S., right, and be able to travel internationally, right, to two different countries, right, and spend, like, extensive time there. Um, really led me to dive in, into the culture. And it's, it's great. You know, it's great. And you learn, you learn a lot from people that way. Um, you learn about a lot of differences in their cultures. Um, so I think, I just think that the culture of America needs to change a little bit back into this idea of, you know, just let people do what they need to do. Let them figure it out, right? Like, Google isn't the way, bro. Google is not the way. Like, people like to talk about, oh, well, educate yourself. Bro, if we... Like, uh, and maybe I might end with this one, right? Is if, if educating myself was the solution, is that what I'm supposed to tell my son, right? Who's trying to learn about this world? Oh, go educate yourself, son. We would be fucking maniacs, right? Imagine the generation that came around before the internet. Holy fuck. Dude, they'd be straight vandals. Like, this country would be burning down. Okay? Like, dude, what are you guys talking about? Education comes through the stimulation of two minds. Right? That friction. That friction. But everyone is so scared or so bound of the likes and comments and retweets and the gotcha moments. The seven second clips of the three hour conversation. I hope moving forward, I never have to do another podcast about this. I already did a podcast about censorship in America and that it was coming. Go and scroll up. It, it's very valid. It's very, it's a very valid podcast right now at this very moment in time. So I hope you guys scroll up and look at that because this is what's happening. It's happening to Joe Rogan, a guy who is a fucking comedian, right? Hold on. I'm going to take a swig of this. guy who's a fucking comedian like Jesus Christ let me tell you I will not let somebody tell me what to think or what to do right so if anybody's out there just listening to Joe Rogan wholeheartedly um, that's called thinning out the herd <laughs> okay that's called thinning out the herd and survival of the fittest so I'm not worried about them right but us normal average day you know, simple citizens, simple human beings, uh, we can make our own choices and we can make up our own minds, okay? Uh, I don't need somebody saying that I'm too dumb to be able, that I'll be persuaded by fucking Joe goddamn Rogan, okay? Uh, so all y'all can fuck off. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. This has been a doozy. Uh, this was a long one. Um, and it's, it's, <sighs> I'm just tired of talking about COVID. Every time I come on here, I talk about how the government is fucked up recently and dumb shit that's been happening. You know, the Maxwell trial. That one, it was important, but I'm just, I'm just fed up. People want to talk about Joe Rogan. Where's, where's Mac, where's going to slay Maxwell? Okay. I bet a lot of you people, and I'm going to do another podcast about this, but a lot of you don't know that her trial or her case right now is being looked at again um, because it's like about to be like a hung jury or some shit like that, like some dudes went talking on the media 
about how they were previously sexually assaulted and they were a part of the jury pool and that that's not allowed you're not allowed to do that in america so uh i mean just rightfully so that's her right as a as a human being and so but that's huge that is huge because she was convicted okay so that's a story i'm going to cover later um but for all of you do what you will with this information yeah um i've already gotten my death threats <laughs> i've already gotten my letters from people saying that they fucking hate me so who cares right i don't give a fuck anymore um i'm going to continue to roll on i support joe rogan i support spotify i support free speech I support your ability to make your own decisions and not have someone do the thinking for you. You're your own human being. I will never impede on your choices, right? As long as you are not a threat to my mind, body, or conscience, or, or soul, or conscience, conscience, soul, and body. Just don't fuck with me, okay? Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Yeah, let me know what y'all think. I'll leave a poll or a questionnaire on this thing, um, so y'all can tap in with me, yeah, um, again, I love you guys, thank you for your support, I'm thankful for every person who listens, again, um, I wanna, I wanna say that I've put out more podcasts recently with some of my, my closer friends, and, uh, I hope you guys go look at that, because it's, it's fun. It's fun talking to Crumpers. It's fun talking to, like, Kayla Jean Oxendine is still one of my favorite podcasts that I did recently. Uh, Ryan Kennard, who is my main photographer uh, for Corpse Collection, um, he uh, <laughs> he talked about his OnlyFans and his work in the adult uh, adult industry uh, on on our last podcast, which was really funny. Um, so go look at that, too. Uh, go look at that, too. I love that, dude. That was a weird, like, tongue twister. Um, again, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you have an amazing week, month, year, and life. From my corner of the world to yours. I'll see you next time, alright? Stay motivated out there. Bang! Ba-bang, bang, bang!